Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams. On today's show, we have Joel Brown. He is the founder of Addicted to Success. This guy is on fire. Him and I met here in San Diego uh, about a month ago. We were on set for filming Think, The Legacy of Think and Go Rich. We both have lived our life based off the principles of Think and Go Rich and Point Hill. This guy is very inspirational. He's real. He's sincere. He has a lot of value to add. And his platform has reached millions of people. I think over 100 million people with Addicted to Success for the past few years. And on today's show, he's going to share his story. He's from Australia. He shares a story of how he was bullied as a kid. He had everything against him and how he turned around and doing things he's doing today. He was doing some work in the music industry for a while. He is working in sales. He actually even had some time where he, he got some mentorship from Jason Belford, from the, the real wolf of Wall Street, where he learned from him, which that, that moment changed his life and how he set up the next 10 years of his life. So he's gonna share them experiences, talk about how to sell. He's gonna talk about how to live the life that you wanna live. We talk about some of the films he's involved with, including Rise Up with Tony Robbins and some other big names. This guy has some great things to offer and also, there's one thing in the show that he talks about with Facebook Live that blew my mind. I'm going to implement. And this is something that I guarantee that hardly anybody else knows about that he's going to do. And he shared it with us because he believes you've got to share it with everyone. And I believe that too. Share things with other people and have success together. Don't hide it. There's a hack he has for Facebook Live to reach more people. And it, he talks about it on this show. Before we jump into the show, I want to talk to you and remind you about my accelerator program. So this accelerator program has been life-changing for the people in it. People have had blogs that go viral. They have made deals on Facebook Lives that made them over 10 grand in a matter of a month. They've had a lot of successes. I can't say enough. We have this mastermind. We have this program that is jump-starting people's businesses. We accelerate your business in 30 days, and I want you to be a part of it. I'm looking for the best. Go to BrennanCAdams.com forward slash accelerator and put in the code CEO. That's a code CEO and get $200 off the program. This program is life changing. I can't wait to our next class and I would love to have you a part of it. The top performer of the 15 gets to come on my podcast show and share their journey. So check that out at BrennanCAdams.com forward slash accelerator. So let's jump into it with my man, Joel Brown. He's from Addicted to Success. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan C. Adams, and on today's show, we got a guy that is addicted to success. This guy is a baller. I was with him in San Diego not that long ago. We're both on the film Think, the Legacy of Think and Go Rich. We got Joel Brown here. Joel, what is up, my man? Brandon, what's up, brother? What's up, brother? Yeah, you know, uh, I remember that day so vividly. There was so much uh, 
amazing creativity and, and awesomeness in the room. And uh, it, it was like, I don't know, man, I feel like we were all in flow that day. Everyone was just vibing and it was such a great session. And, you know, the director really got me to dig deep to Dude. share, you know, my, my nuggets of wisdom. And, and I remember vibing with you and you're such a great guy, man. I'm just happy to be here delivering value with you today. You know, I got to say, man, so I had not met you before then. And I, so I'm buddies with John Lee Dumas and he went on set and I saw a side of uh, John that I had never seen before, but you like, you, you were in flow. And even when I went on, I don't know what it was in that room that day, but we shared some moments that are going to inspire me. And I guarantee you over a billion people will see that film in the coming years. So it, it's an honor to be next side you, brother. Uh, I think we're the two youngest in the film. Uh, but let's, yeah. let's jump into your story. I mean, I've heard it on set. I want to share with my audience. Let's first go back in time where you first started as a young entrepreneur, where you got started and how yeah. it led you to where you are today. Well, you know what? I, I don't know how long we got, man, but to, to be honest, <laughs> it's been a wild ride. It's, it's definitely been a wild ride. And it's funny because as, I, as I've grown, as I've, I guess, evolved as a human being, as we all do, um, I, I look back and I'm just connecting the dots and realizing, you know, points in my life that were so crucial. And I didn't understand at the time that they were that important. Now looking back, it's like, oh, I get why you know, my mom was supposed to give me the Michael Jordan biography when I was seven years old and then inspire me to, to, to dig deeper and look into the mindset and who I surround myself with. And, oh, I get why my mom gave me Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was 13 years old. And, and it, that one paragraph in that book really allowed me to understand what it meant to be an entrepreneur so I could go on and make the mistakes but still push forward because I know that failures only mold us and that, you know, I, I could then empower myself to go out and build a platform that inspires millions of people. So, there were so many crucial points in my life. You know, I, I've been through the ups and downs. I've, I was bullied throughout high school. I'm a high school dropout that ended up going out and building a million dollar business that reaches hundreds of millions of people now. And so, you know, I thank that bully, you know, because I, I, I dropped out, man. And I, I had the crossroads in front of me that demanded for me to choose whether I want to be the victim or the victor. Don't, don't you agree? Um, and I, I was bullied as a kid too. I had a speech impediment which led me to becoming a great speaker. But don't you believe that our disadvantages and the things that happen to us as a, uh, at a younger age are really uh, a benefit for us in our future and our, our fuel and driver for our success? Yeah. Look, man, I, I mean, I don't know anybody that's got bullied and, and is no longer here because of the bullying. Um, I, I know that, you know, some people do choose the route of playing the victim for their whole life. And some people, you know, choose, choose to be beaten and forever stay down. But the people I surround myself with, I know that they've, uh, you know, been through their ups and downs. And if you can come out of something like, you know, I got, I got bashed, man. I got, my teeth got smacked back. My face got split open. I was pouring, there's blood pouring out of my mouth. And my white high school, uh, school shirt was red by the end of the fight. It was just, you couldn't even notice me because my face was beaten in. It was like, you know, eight guys, 10 guys. Jeez. That's uh, steel cap boots and, and, knuckle brass, uh, you know, <laughs> knuckle busters. And, and yeah, man, it was an intense uh, experience. And it was in front of, you know, 1,200 people at the school in the schoolyard that were watching. I was embarrassed. And Jeez, man. Uh, it was a crazy experience at 16 years old to go through that. And the reason why it all happened, to be honest, was because I hated injustice. And these guys are going around picking on everybody uh, in the school. And I used to stand up for them and be like, that's not right. Uh, and so I guess in a way I do that in my own life today. I look at what's not right in the uh, 
you know, the nine to five world and, and I fight the whole, you know, old school system and love to challenge old systems and create new paradigms. And being an entrepreneur, we love to shake things up so, and so, also love to bring solutions to the world. So in a way, it molded me. So let me ask you about that nine to five because, you know, I state my, my heart and soul about the nine to five and how people work in a system that they don't like. So let's hear your side of things. Like, what is your view on the nine to five and people working in it? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was working in corporate for a long time. I had gone in and out of corporate. I actually used to work in the music industry. I moved out to Miami, Florida uh, when I was 20 years old. And I lived the dream for a couple of years there, managing songwriters and producers. I got to work in the studio with some incredible people like Usher and Kelly Rowland and Pharrell and all these incredible people that I came across. And, you know, it was interesting because. I felt as an entrepreneur for me, this is my own experience, I felt like I was in a place where I, I didn't have as much control because I was waiting on everybody else to make decisions. Uh, and so I just remembered this paragraph from the Rich Dad Poor Dad book uh, from Robert Kiyosaki. I remember this paragraph that said, you don't have to work for money, you can make money work for you. And that's when I really understood at 13 years old, I didn't remember much else from the book, but that's when I really understood the concept of what it means to be an entrepreneur, to go out and create something. Uh, and to bring a solution to the world, you get paid to bring solutions. If you can solve, you know, millions or billions of people's problems, you're going to make millions or billions of dollars. And also, you know, you can build teams and and you can move the needle. You can have impact with that money too. So, yeah, I think that you know, I I, I went from that. I then came back into the corporate world. And so I had a taste of what it was like to have somewhat a sense of uh, a, a looser kind of job where I could go with the flow and it was kind of on me and based on performance and, and, but it still wasn't full control. And so I went back to a nine to five and remember leaving the music industry at that uncertainty. I didn't know if it was really the best decision and if I was going to regret it, but there were these little signs I like to call the whispers of wisdom that would pop up. And it was, you know, the little, little <laughs> Tony Robbins was playing on TV when I was sitting in the hotel room and feeling like, you know, should I turn around and go back to Miami? And I was playing. I was like, you know, this guy saying, you got to follow your passion and never settle and all the, you know, in his deep, deep thunderous voice. Uh, you know, and I remember seeing that and I remember little hints along the way being inspired by certain things and the little nudge from, you know, from God, man. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian man. I believe in God. And I feel like there's some signs and really we're all here for a purpose. And I just kept getting the nudge. What it was, was I went back to a sales job. I started reading Grant Cardone's sales books. Back then, uh, Celebi Sold and Closer's <laughs> Survival Guide and, you know, all these, all these uh, awesome books. And I really leveled up my sales skills and I did really well in the sales company. I was selling telecommunication solutions to medium and uh, big uh, corporate businesses. He was this young kid at 21, 22 years old in a room full of 35, 40, 45-year-old men that were, were basically living based off targets and KPIs. So I was in that high-pressure environment. And, you know, it's great because I look at it now and I, I tried to move away from sales when I started my own business, but really it's, it's made me a better entrepreneur you know, at the end of the day. And I wanted to move so far away from it, but I found a way to really make it where it's an elegant thing. And it's also like really shining light on people's problems to really help them. And so I step into that as a coach. I step into that as a leader. When I speak on stage, a little bit of it comes in. And, you know, some people have negative connotations around uh, salesmen saying that they're sleazy and they're they're, they're like these uh, snake oil salesmen. But for me, I found a very authentic way to do it, you know, to share my story and to really listen and to be compassionate, come from a place of vulnerability and, and transparency. 
And so it's really worked for me in my business. You know, I've reached over 106 million views worldwide with Addicted to Success. And I really genuinely care about seeing as many people as possible being in a place where they're courageous enough to follow their dreams. So let, let's, you know, talk, let's talk about sales. So I, I was just on a show earlier today talking about sales and how when you believe in your product, what you're offering and what you charge and you know uh -huh. that you're going to give 10 times the value, then you shouldn't be afraid to sell that product to somebody. So most people, they, they are afraid. They have negative uh, thoughts on sales. What would be from your sales experience, what do you believe to be the best tips to have success in selling? Well, so this is the thing, man. Most people don't believe in what they're selling. I know. <laughs> if you don't believe, if you do not have the certainty, this is a certainty breeds influence. You cannot influence somebody in a positive way, positive influence. I don't mean grimy, telling lies and, you know, uh, shortchanging someone. I mean, genuinely, if you believe that this is a solution for them, that you know, you can clearly see it, that they have a problem and they need it, but they just aren't financially stretching or believing in themselves and being able to you know, front the money or front the time or front the energy to be able to invest in this, but you know that this is a thing, you can see it quite clearly, then, you know, you have to have that certainty around it uh, in order to really improve others' lives. And I think that's the number one thing is like most people don't, yeah, you know, I have friends in network marketing, uh, love network marketing. I think it's such a great uh, residual uh, income model and a great vehicle for anybody to, to build a stream and to also help others through the products and services if it's a great company. And one of the things in, in network marketing I find is that you know, there's some people that just don't research the company enough. They don't get to know the culture. They don't get to know the product. They haven't actually used the product or the service. And it makes it really hard to come from a place of certainty and conviction when you speak if you haven't lived in it yourself. And so the way I live my life too, and if I look at you know the advice that I share, I look at my coaching and the services that I offer, I live in wisdom. Like I don't speak about anything else that I don't know about. It's just stupid to do so. And there's so many people that speak about things they haven't lived in. And there's look, there's three three levels of of learning, right? Yeah. There's fir the first level is knowledge. It's like listening to a podcast like this. It's like watching a YouTube video or it's hearing it from somebody that you know, right? So that's that's knowledge. You got it in your head, cool. The second thing is hearing that knowledge. But actually understanding it, going, connecting the dots and going, okay, that kind of makes sense. I get how that works and you tie it to a couple of other things and you go, okay, I can teach this now. And you teach it to a room of people. They understand it too because you've taught it to them in an effective way. That's understanding. The third level, which is the ultimate level of learning, is wisdom. And that's when you've embodied it. That's when you've lived it. That's when it's, you felt it throughout your whole system. You can feel it on a cellular level. That's wisdom. And when you can increase your wisdom, you increase your value. So I'm always going for that. And I don't speak of anything outside of my own wisdom. It, you know, I love that. And it, it's true. When you get more wisdom, a lot of people gain knowledge, but they don't always do something with it. But, I mean, it's investing in yourself. I mean, I, as you do, same as me. I mean, I invest myself daily through um, just reading different articles, uh, listen to audiobooks. I read Think and Go Rich literally every single week. I love that book. And different things that give it's a me classic. it's a classic, but gives you more knowledge about things where you're more confident about what you're selling. Um, so I love that stuff. So let's let's jump into where it led you to doing addicted to success. I want to hear from day one when you first started, when you thought of the concept, and walk me through the process, what it took like to get to where you are today. I mean, millions of people that that are impacted by your work, all the content that you have online, what you're doing for this world, which. I, congrats to you, brother. I love it. 
So talk about that Thank journey you. because a lot of people see, they see our successes, but they don't always see the things that we went through, the downtimes, <laughs> and that's the stuff that I want to hear. I want to hear the shit that you went through, the times where things were going wrong when nothing would go right, and part of you is like, I don't know if I can do this. I want to hear that. So let's hear from day one when you first thought of addicted to success and the journey it took to get to where it is today. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. You know, that's so true. So many people see the glory that don't see the story. Hmm. They see the highlights. They don't see the whole freaking reel. Right. And I've had so many edits in my life. I've had so many uh, times where I've looked back in my life and, and at, hmm. at one point going, Oh my God, I wish that didn't happen. And now I'm like, I'm I, thank God it did happen. Right. That I know that it happened for me, not to me. Uh, and so there were so many amazing parts of my life that led me to the, the place that I'm at today and will continue to keep pushing me forward. But really it was, you know, I was working in the sales company. I did really well. I was getting promotion after promotion after promotion in a short period of time between, you know, five to six months. Anyway, I worked my way up in this company and the CEO of the company uh, brought in a sales expert to train us to increase our sales and our productivity. And the, the guy happened to be Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I love it. Right? Not, not Leonardo DiCaprio, but the actual <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. And, you know, he was like, he did sales back in the day in a non-ethical way. Uh, he ripped a lot of people off. But this is the thing. He's turned his life around. He's done a full 180. He's going around teaching people how to do it in an ethical way, which I respect. You know, he owned his mistakes. He owned the person that he was and has moved on and evolved. And he's shown people through his own actions that you too can change. That you're not your past, you're the lessons and the resources that you glean from it, right? Uh, and so I found him very inspiring, you know, because it was the first time I was around somebody, I guess, that was like, that had played it at a high level at like 25 years old. He's worth hundreds of millions and, you know, he lost it all. And he was like the guy that just had like, he had a lot of uh, contrast to his story. And, and, you know, you hear a lot of these people where they have massive successes. For him, he was, he was also a huge failure at one point and then he built his life back up. And so I respect that a lot. Uh, and he was teaching sales in an ethical way. And he really got in my face. This is the first time I was challenged to put pen to pad. And, you know, I think for the longest time I, I related that to school because I had such a terrible experience in high school and I dropped out and I, I just couldn't focus on my grades. I actually was really good in the first couple years of high school until the bullying started every day. Uh, but, but, you know, I really related writing things down to schoolwork. And this is the first time he's like, you got to write this down. Like this has to be written down. I want to see it. Yeah. And so he challenged me, you know, what goals do you have? What vision do you have? He said, what, what is your 10 year vision for success? I was like, wow, I, have, I don't even have goals right now. I don't even <laughs> know what I'm doing because I was still living in the regret of, um, you know, leaving the music industry. I had some things from my past where I felt like I couldn't be an inspiring person because, you know, I had, I had smoke crack. I had had sex with hookers. I had you know, gone and taken uh, ecstasy pills and all these things that like in the past, like I am completely not that person anymore. I was like, I'm a very different person from that. But at that time, I was limiting myself and holding myself back from being somebody that I wanted to become, that I wished and, and believed in my heart I really wanted. But I just was limiting myself because I was like, that person wouldn't do that. Yeah. So this is a lesson. I share this not to be like, oh, I had all these bad things in a dark past. I mean, I remember sitting in church, you know, I grew up as a Christian man. I remember sitting in church feeling so dark that I felt like I didn't deserve to be there. There was good wow. people around me that did so good. And so I held my back for, myself back for so long. I was limiting myself. Uh, and in that room in that day, when I heard Jordan Burford say, you are not your past. You are the lessons and the resources that you gleaned from it. That was the day I gave myself permission. I wrote my own permission slip. I didn't wait on anybody else. I decided 
that that was it, that I need to let go of the past and I can move forward with this new identity, with this new perception of who I really do deserve to become and, the, and, and looked at the potential that I had in me and I wanted to fill that gap from where I was to where I could be through my own potential. Uh, and so that's when I mapped out my 10-year vision for success. That's amazing, man. Yeah, it was, a, it was truly amazing. So I mapped out my 10-year vision for success and I wrote down that I wanted to create a platform that allowed me to reach, it was something like 10 million people, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, he asked me, what are you good at? What do you love? And what solution are you bring to the world? And in that intercept there, if you can find out what you're good at, what you love and what solution you bring to the world, that's your purpose. Uh, and so I tapped into what possibly could be my purpose. I was good at computers and marketing and reaching people, driving traffic. I did that in the music industry. I hooked up a lot of you know, new connections for the producers and the songwriters I was working with and made it happen. We got record deals and so on. Uh, and then what I loved was self-development. And I'd read Tony Robbins' books because I was inspired by him that day. I was in the hotel room and saw him on TV doing his infomercial. And ever since then, I was like, this guy makes sense and he's awesome. Uh, and, you know, I read T. Harvecker and uh, Brian Tracy and uh, Stephen Covey and Think and Grow Rich. I remember reading Think and Grow Rich uh, and also listening to the audio book. Uh, so it really inspired me and, and also the solution I could bring to the world is I love sharing knowledge with others. I love sharing what I understood. I didn't quite have my wisdom yet because I, I didn't get what my story was. And I think the most powerful thing you can do is really to understand your story. Yeah. Like, what I, is your story? Like, who are you? Yeah, I, what believe have you got that, to bring? I believe in that 100%. I mean, your story is something that people need to leverage. And I mean, you've been doing that greatly just through this show, talking about your story and relating uh, what you've done and how you've got to where you are. So let's hear about, so when you first started Addicted to Success, I mean, you, you at that event, you wrote down your 10 years, where you wanted to be. Um, what was it like your first steps for creating them first videos to doing them first blogs? What did that look like for you for doing Addicted to Success? Yeah. You, you know what? This is so funny because just before I jumped on this call with you, I, uh, I came up with a new idea and I went and did some research and I'm jumping on it and I'm calling some people and they're giving me some advice, advising me and so on. I've spoken to my mentor. And I just got off it all just before I jumped on this with you. And I said to my girlfriend, Julia, I was like, you know what, Julia, this is, I'm onto something. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, I have this feeling and I know what it is because I had this feeling when I started addicted to success. I said, I'm onto something. And she's like, well, how did that feel? And I'm like, I don't know. I was riding this wave of momentum for months on end. I remember pumping out nearly 300 articles for addicted to success within the first three months. Wow. It was just like three, three or four articles a day, like nonstop, boom, 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 because I just wanted to fill it. I wanted to just get there. I could already see the vision of what it would look like. I just wanted to create it and keep building on it till it got to the place that I wanted it to be at. Um, and so I feel like that with this new thing. And it's awesome because I haven't felt like this for a while. Uh, and so it's that feeling, man. Dude, it's dude, I, 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 don't, I don't know if you could share it, but I, dude, I know the feeling. It's like when you know you're so clear about what you're doing and your vision, you know it's going to work. It is, it's so surreal and it, yeah. it, things look so clear for your path and dude, I'm happy for it. Can you share briefly what it, <laughs> where it's going? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen anyway. Uh, so I found a way because look, right now, the best way and the, 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 what's getting the most attention right now is live video. Yes, it uh, is. The word, on the, word on the street is, and I might be wrong, but word on the street is from someone that was working at Facebook, and I don't know if I'm supposed to disclose this, but this is a freaking exclusive for your podcast here, Brandon. But word is that Facebook is turning into a video platform. <laughs> that in time to come, and they're already starting to do it. You think about it, man. 
most status updates and pictures are getting hardly any reach now. They're not getting many likes like they used to. They're not getting many reach. Video is crushing. It is. And live video is getting even more reach than just uploading a video now. It's just how it is. So with that being said, they're, they're actually looking – like Facebook are competing with YouTube right now for they the number are. one spot. They're competing with Google. Google owns YouTube. The moment you put in a YouTube post in your Facebook, it gets hardly any reach because they don't want people leaving Facebook. They want to keep people in Facebook, right? And so I'm sitting here going – how can we really maximize this? How can, I'm always looking for opportunities, man. I'm super strategic about everything. That's how I build addicted to success at the level that it is. That's why it's worth millions of dollars and we, we reach millions and millions of people every month. So look, man, so I looked into it. I was like, how can we really maximize on the whole life thing? What is out there? How can I be resourceful around this and make this something that uh, is, is you know useful? And also, here's the key to marketing yourself, personal branding. It's easier to be different than it is to be better. Yeah. Don't try and be better than someone else. Find the difference. Find your edge. What makes you magnetic? You know, when you think of addicted to success, it's like that attracted a community of people that believe in striving for the best, that don't want to stop learning. They want to keep growing, that they, that they never give up. That's addicted to success. And so that's why it's so magnetic. There's some brands out there that just don't have that magnetism. That's why they're struggling. That's why they're paying more for ads. That's why they're, they're begging people to like their stuff because they don't have that magnetism. So anyway, apart from the magnetism, I found this awesome program where it allows you to do split screen video interviews. So I interview a lot of successful people. I just jumped off an interview with John Asaraf, uh, nice. you know, jumped off with Grant Cardone not long ago. And I'm interviewing Gary Vaynerchuk on Monday and you know, a lot of these uh, awesome people, right? And so I found a system that allows me to actually do Facebook Live split screen interviews. Wow. Facebook and I feel Live like split screen interviews. Yep, yep, yep. And which before it even comes out, like Facebook are actually looking at doing that at some point, but I've found a system that allows me to actually do that. And not only that, but actually to be able to put in pre-recorded videos, which I shoot a lot of anyway in different locations around the world, motivational videos and inside videos, put pre-recorded videos into Facebook Live. So it streams live, but it's been pre-recorded. That is amazing. Yeah, that, dude, that is that <laughs> you got something there. That is amazing. <laughs> so whoever's listening to this podcast right now, you, you just I got picked chills. up a massive jump. Yeah, yeah. Go. I'm going to jump on it with you, brother. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. So and this is the thing, man. This is the thing I've learned. Dude, I've been on to so many. Like, I love living on the curve and seeing what's coming, what's out there. And um, I just like I know so many people that wouldn't tell that they'd be like, oh, no, no, no. They'd be hugging the pie. They'd be like, it's all for me. Dude, that's a scarcity mindset, man. I don't live in that scarcity mindset. The more I practice abundance, because abundance can't just be given. It's a practice every day. It's gratitude. It's knowing that you can create, that you don't have to wait, right? And so I, I sit in it and just like, I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'll share that. I'll share it. Let's do it. Let's do this as a team, man. Let's power for power. Like whoever's, whoever's out there that's, that's willing enough, that's ready, willing, and able to do it, let's go. Let's like share together. Let's maximize because... People are going to do it anyway, man. We're not in competition. Oh, I'm always just trying to see how I can better myself. And if my friends and, 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 and you know, my tribe around me also catch on and, and they want to link arms, let's do it. Let's go far together, baby. I, that, that's what I love about you, man. Joel, I, I, love, I love how you look at things and everything else. We have a lot in common because some people, they want to hide it and they want to keep it sacred for their own self. But the thing is, I mean – you can go much farther when you are grouped together. Like me being connected uh -huh. with you and the people we surround ourselves is how we get to huge goals. You have to yes. be with a group with a common goal in mind. And yes. you can't go far alone. 
And clearly, mm -hmm. I mean, you've been with some great influential people. So one thing I want to ask you is you interview people just like I interview people. I want to hear what you see across the board. What would be the top three things you see that entrepreneurs have that make them very successful, their mindset? What, what is it that makes them different, that makes them tick? And, and so people yeah. listening can really get that insight and use it for themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look, okay, one of them, one of the most important things. What separate, and I'm not just talking about just your everyday person and a, and a super successful entrepreneur. I'm talking about pretty damn successful entrepreneurs, but then the best entrepreneurs, the billionaires, the people that are absolutely crushing. The difference there is when it comes to the mindset that they can adapt, they can mentally adapt. Adaptation is like one of the highest uh, skills you could have on your belt because we as entrepreneurs, as we get to a higher level, it doesn't get easier, man. It doesn't get easier at all. We can, like, you, you can have a hundred million dollars in your account or a billion dollars in your account. Your problems are going to be probably just as much, <laughs> and and that's because we you like to we've got to constantly stretch, and so the stretch demands more from ourselves. I know people that want to be at a high level, but they're not willing to stretch at the lower level that they're at, and so knowing that like every level you get to, there's that new challenge, man. There's a new, it's like video games. It's the new boss you got to defeat, right? It's, <laughs> a, it's, it's like the unknown, the uncertainty of what com what's coming around the corner. So being able to adapt to the changes and still be like mentally chill, like being a freaking bulletproof monk, right? Like just Zen with it, yeah. but still being able to move with power, like that's key. So if you can adapt mentally to the changes around you, you're going to go far. The second thing would be resourcefulness. I know these people complain about time, energy, money, and so on. It's like resourcefulness. Like there's, you have everything within you and around you to make things happen. Like you literally could be one conversation away from your next future billion-dollar business partner. Oh, so true. And you true. just don't know it. So true. So right? true. So, so that's the thing. And I think the third thing is really what we're talking about before, the power of collaboration. Like this is the new way. This is the new way. You cannot win without collaboration anymore. The internet has, has proven that. You know, you, can't, you can go far by yourself, but you can go even further with your friends and with, you know, power for power and linking and collaborating. Uh, I remember the first three years I was building Addicted to Success, I had a Superman complex. I thought that I could do everything myself. That's because I was living in a scarcity mindset, man. Because yeah. I was hugging the pie. I didn't want to break it off. I didn't want to pay for, for employees because I felt like I was taking a bit too much and I wasn't ready to stretch to go to the next level to make you know any financial investments i built addicted to success organically and i used to be proud of that but then now i think well i'm an idiot like why did i do that <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. i should have reinvested more because i know now that you feed your business your business feeds you that's, so that's just true. how it works and your business can only grow to the extent that you do and so a lot of my investment is actually self-development investment that's that's and you know i love i'm glad you say that because I'm always telling people invest yourself because you, Joel Brown, you are your number one best investment. You are oh, representation yeah. for everything. So that's why people out there, you need to better yourself so you can better other people and you can grow. Um, and and yeah. talking about investing in yourself and talking about some of the people you've been around, you're looking at Tony Robbins and, and some other big names. So let's talk about the film that you're a producer and also feature in the film Rise Up. How did that come yeah. about and what's that? Let's hear about that. Yeah, I, I love this story, man, because, you know, I think that this is really such a great testament to the fact that you never know who's watching you. You never know who you're inspiring. So it would have been I filmed for it. I was actually on set with Tony Robbins uh, and Lisa Nichols 
or this would have been February at the end of February this year, 2016, and that was an that was an incredible experience, right? And it was awesome to be in front of the camera and uh, you know the, the the film crew and everybody that was there was really awesome. They're all about impact and collaboration and making a change in this world and linking arms and so on, which is everything that I believe in, right? And you know, it was probably about three months before I, I was asked to fly out to, to Denver, Colorado, to film for this. A, a guy reached out to me and said, hey, Joel, I've been watching you for the last couple years. And I've been sitting back quietly and just noticing your moves and seeing your growth. And love how much you stretch. And I love how much you give. And I can see, you know, you're, that you're, you're compassionate about, uh, you know, improving others' lives and about changing this world. And I would love to invite you in on this opportunity to meet a lady by the name of Kate Maloney, uh, who, who is the producer of Rise Up. And she, he said, I'd love for you to connect because I think there's something here. And I actually would love to see you in this film. And so we connected on a call and we all vibed together. And, you know, I said, I, I love this. I'm ready to back it. I'm ready to to get in and, and support the movement because it's not just a film, it's a movement. Just like Think, you know, just like Think and Grow Rich, same thing, it's a movement, yeah. man. It's those that have been impacted by that as well. And, and um, yeah, it's just been, it's been awesome, man. It's like, it just shows you, you never know who you, who's watching you. Uh, two years ago, I didn't know that guy was sitting there and I didn't know it was gonna lead to that, but it led to it. And this year alone, without that even being connected to any other project because Every other project I've been invited on, they didn't know that I was featured in another film. But uh, I've been featured in four documentary films this year alone. I filmed for four of them. Uh, and, you know, that's that's because I'm getting out there. I'm stretching. And you can't fake authenticity. You can't fake no. transparency. Like, transparency is what it is. It's like you've got to put yourself out there and go, this is who I am. Cards on the table. Uh, I actually love it. I love, like, I'm like, where am I? Where else is there like some deep hidden stuff? Like where can I really put everything on the table, you know, within reason, uh, put it out there because once the world knows truly who you are and, you, and if you operate from a place of um, love and compassion and, and you operate from a place of really striving to improve others' lives, man, people really see it for who you are Joel, and you're showing them everything. Joel, you, get, I, you get a lot of opportunities from that. I've met so many, like a lot of successful people and you, I got to say, so when I was on set with you for Think, I saw the most genuine person that cared and you could just see it like with you. And when we, we went out afterwards, like you truly care, you want to help people. And, and for anything, anybody listening, like you have to really truly care. You have to be real with yourself and that authenticity is what it's going to really allow you to become very successful and find out who you really are. So for you, like, dude, amazing. I love it. it Thank you, dude. Right. I really, yeah. I really appreciate it because I, I value people like that, and I want to be surrounded like people like that. So let's uh, let's hear who would be your mentors, or uh, who people you look up to, who have helped you drive to become more successful. Because you are the average of the five people you hang out with. Who are your mentors? Love it. You know what? I used to look up to people. I don't look up to people. I look at them. And I look at what they're doing, right? And I see people, you know, even with Tony Robbins, I said, I love your stuff. I used to listen to your content, but I don't want to be Tony Robbins. I want to be the best version of Joel Brown. I see the bar that you set and I want, want to jump over it. Yeah. He's like, that's awesome. He's like, well, no. like you know, because <laughs> that's, that, awesome. that's the thing, man. It's like, that's, that's where you need to go, man. And it's like, and I, it took me a while to understand that, but really, I just look at what people are doing right now uh, that, are, that are doing really well, that are successful. 
and they're successful in their own right and in different ways, right? Everybody brings something different to the table. I'm not trying to be like anybody else except the best version of me. But what I do do is I really look at, you know, how does Gary Vee show up? Oh, he's got a lot of hustle. I love that he's consistent. And how does Grant show up? Well, he's making a ton of money. He, he's like nonstop, but he also has fun. He laughs. He yeah. laughs at things. He brings his wife and his little kids into his content and has a laugh about it all. And, and you know, like, I'm like, that's awesome. I want to do that when I'm older. And then I see John Asaraf, who is really successful. Uh, you know, he, he dresses for success and he's such a humble guy as well. He has such a big heart and he, he's very intelligent. You know, so I just see, and like John Martini has read over 60,000 books. Jeez. I mean, that guy is a beast. And I just love his intellect and how articulate he is. So I just see like a little bit of greatness in, in each person. And I, I sit back and I think, where is that in me? Because it lies within me somewhere because that's the potential, right? Yeah. And so I just find, how can I do it? And you could, you could you customize yourself, man. Just make sure you're not the patchwork of other people's opinions. Be you. Yeah, I, I love you it. Know? Yeah, be the best of you. And I think some people, they're... They're always, I mean, it's good to look at different people, Tony Robbins and all these people and, and, and read audio or listen to audiobooks, read books. But at one point, you need to just become you. What makes you yes. different? So from what you've learned, I mean, in, uh, you've invested in yourself and learned from a lot of influential people and you're learning from yourself. What would be the best advice you've ever got from other people uh, that you've surrounded yourself with? What's the best advice you've heard? I don't, I don't listen to words. I, I watch actions. So... Any great breakthrough in my business has been when I've seen one of my closest friends go and launch a book or go and uh, start a mastermind that maybe I was sitting on the fence about for so long, didn't know why, but he went and did it and I saw his moves and saw the successes and gone, you know what, I can do that too. And even executing my own moves and seeing my other friends inspired, to me, that's just like reassuring the fact that everything is, everything is nothing until it's actioned. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so I watched, dude, I, uh, you know what? I used to want to be friends with everybody. Now I don't, I want lots of people in my, in my, uh, I tr my tribe and I want to work with communities and movements. But when you talk about friend, friendlies, relationships and so on, relationships, man, are another level. I want a small circle of deep relationships. That's it. I'm happy with six or seven people and go super deep with them because there's major, massive value and quality in that. Yeah. And so, so many people are trying to be friends with everybody, man. I don't need that. I don't have the, I need to be liked. I need to be good in that. I just love to play, to, to, to be in a space where I deliver value. And I know that not everybody's going to love my stuff. There might be 30 or 40% of listeners on here going, whatever, Joel, you know? And then the rest may be like, you know what? I can apply some of this in my life. And some of them may be going, this guy's a legend. Whatever it is, man. It's like I'm not here to win everybody's hearts, but I'd love to think that in some way, just one line, if you just took one thing from this interview, that's everything you need. Man, I, I love it. The, the stuff you bring in the show. I, heck, I need you to come speak at my own event. You, you bring the fire. You have some great things to offer. Um, where can people find you, Joel? Thank you, brother. Yeah, I am joelbrown.com. I am Joel Brown is the Twitter handle. It's the Instagram handle. Uh, on Facebook, just type in Joel Brown, J-O-E-L-B-R-O-W-N. You'll find me on there with my profile page and my public page. Uh, and obviously, Addicted to Success. Addicted, the number two, success.com. So what, what would you, are you going to leave us with? I'm going to have you leave with one quote or one bit of advice with the audience. Take it, oh, man. Also, no problems. I can definitely do that. Brent, one more thing as well is I got the Addicted to the number two success podcast. 
Yeah. Uh, and we have, you know, we have Tony Robbins on there, Deepak Chopra, Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Gabrielle Bernstein, Simon Sinek. I mean, we have some awesome people on there too. So, you know, subscribe to that too. Subscribe to Brandon's. Make sure you, you give him a rating, give me a rating, and let's uh, grow together and go together. Exactly, yes. I, I urge you all to go over, check out his podcast show, a great show. He has some great guests. And uh, follow Joel because this guy is he's going places, and I just love what he's doing. He's a great human being. Um, so definitely want to connect with him. Joel, leave it right now. If you're going to leave the advice for our audience, what is it, brother? Yeah. You know, the greatest investment you ever make is learning how to love yourself. <laughs> I love it, so man. Many, so many of us are looking for love externally, but you have to love yourself internally before. Too many people are, are looking for others to fill their cup. You've got to have a full cup yourself and align yourself with others that have a full cup and you just overflow each other's cup. That's the key. Dude, I love it, man. Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And Thanks every, for having me. Everyone listening, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Vernon C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show with Joel Brown. I know you did. Go over to our notes, brandoncadams.com. Check out all the notes there, all the different links and quotes from the show. Check all that out. Joel is amazing. Follow this guy. This guy is doing some big things. You're going to see some things with us working together in the future. I guarantee it. We're in the film together for Think the Legacy of Thinking to Rich. If you haven't checked that crowdfunding campaign out yet, go to thinkthelegacy.com forward slash I. Check that out. And wow, we are killing it. And this kid, this guy, I mean, Joel is, is just doing some amazing things. He had some great insight to share. And take that to heart for your own life and everything that you're doing. And be sincere with yourself. Be that person that you want to be. And like he, he's so genuine and he just tells, tells it how it is. So awesome guy. Uh, it won't be the last you see of him. So check out the show notes, BrandonCAdams.com. And that's it for today's show. If you haven't connected with me yet, go to btadams18 on Snapchat. I will snap you back. Add me on Snapchat, btadams18. And until next time, you know what time it is. Go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>